welcome to How Do Artists, a show that focuses on a single topic of conversation and asks the question, how do artists live, work, play, run their business, stay inspired, or handle challenges and adversity from an artist's perspective? Our show will speak with a diverse group of artists and creatives, and you as our listeners will have a chance to ask your questions during our Q&A segment towards the end of our show. I'm your co-host, Carlana Pedersen, artist and illustrator, and I am joined by co-host Ryan Caldwell, musician and producer. Thank you, Carlana. Our conversation for today is how do artists manage time? And our guest today is Derek Allen. Derek is a musician and an audio engineer from the Western Chicago suburbs, currently performing with Lower Automation Informants. He has also toured nationally and released music since 2009. As an engineer, Derek has worked with many artists, including including Angry Black Men and Frail Body. His music, which occupies a broad range of styles from noise-adjacent math punk to experimental electronic music, is music I have enjoyed for some time now, and I dare you listeners to give it a try. (laughs) Welcome, Derek. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are y'all doing? You're doing great. Yeah, I suppose I cannot complain. We are live (laughs) on, you know... On, on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, which is crazy. And it's my favorite way to spend a Thursday evening. Mine too. Absolutely. Right? All right. Well, let's jump, let's jump into it. Time management is something that everyone has either struggled with or is actively struggling with, and sometimes both. Uh, have you always been good at it, or how organized were you growing up? No. And, uh, <laughs> Not um, really? Yeah. Well, I've always been very um, particular. So as a kid, I, I definitely liked routine. Yeah. Um, I get that. Yeah. I, I mean, still now, but like even as a you know toddler and stuff. Um, That's nice. I mean, routine is super I, comforting. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's good for, you know, mental health and stuff. But uh, I think... Um, <laughs> I think I'm just, I just have a lot of energy and I'm kind of always, I have a really hard time sitting still. So mm. I kind of always need to be doing something. And I think gotcha. that that's kind of how it started. <laughs> how, wait, how, how what started? Yeah, like, what's the process? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think as like being very little, there were things that I want, like wanted to be able to play music. Well, I wanted to be able to, I mean, this is going way back. I wanted to be able to play basketball. Well, what um, I never would peg you that. for a back. I wouldn't peg you for a basketball player. I'm very bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wasn't terrible when I was a kid. Um, I was okay. Um, I can do the running part. Um, nice, but the uh, the other stuff, you know, not so forget much. Forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think when there were things that I realized I wanted to do, um, I just started practicing them. You know. As a young kid, and then trying to figure out how to get better at them required time, I guess. Right. Well, but but it's also it's in in, usually the usually kids who have a lot of energy are the ones that are not the best at sitting down and practicing something. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't. I'm not really sure where the crossover is. Like like my brother is someone who has a ton of you know when he was a kid had a ton of energy and you know Mm -hmm. he spent his energy demolishing things you know <laughs> breaking stuff yeah oh yeah i, n- I never did wow. that i think a lot of my energy might be like more mental okay you know so but not going mental well that's too i mean i've oh, okay. spent a lot of time doing that yeah 
trying to make that less, but so so what about yeah. like what, what about like school and stuff Were you like always like complete straight A's um like doing your due diligence never procrastinating yeah kind of um, really? I, yeah. yeah oh nice I, not straight A's but until high school I was very in high school things got a little you know rough and so yeah. uh, <laughs> so my school kind of it wasn't I mean I got like B's something like that it wasn't gotcha. bad but it was um i definitely like procrastinated a little bit more um mm. that's when, <laughs> that's when, you know when i started music more yeah yeah but it, but in college i got most of that straightened out so typically i was like the guy who like had my you know like when there was a project due next friday i had it done that saturday you know so i didn't have to worry about it for the rest of the week um, oh yeah, no, that's, that's definitely the way to go. I had a professor, uh, I had a teacher once describe it as there's smart, lazy and stupid, lazy, <laughs> stupid, lazy is waiting till the very last second to do it. And smart, lazy is doing it in small increments over a short period, over like a period of time. So you don't have to, you know, get too yeah. you know excited or get the adrenaline pumping. I, I had this, <laughs> um, my therapist in high school, back to confessions. Nice. Um, just kidding. My therapist <laughs> in high school actually one time was like, um, had I, I had this huge fear of like being lazy as a kid and huh. um my therapist once mentioned like well what is lazy if it's not just being fearful oh and it's just kind of like it i, I feel i feel like anytime that i procrastinated at least it's been because i was nervous to do something scared to do something i was putting right. it off you know right. and i think learning that kind of helped me nice be no, able to just sense. kind of start things you know so what did you actually have as a as a process so you said that there was a big change between high school and college and then you kind of figured it out in college but what was that process of time management that worked for you or that actually like went off in your brain that said oh wow okay that i can use this system to help me I think honestly, the fear thing was really helpful. Being able to to name it, you know, yeah. to realize, okay, this is why I'm procrastinating. This is why I'm falling behind. Also, my mental health in high school was just off the charts bad, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I ended up dropping out junior year and then finishing oh. homeschooling. Oh wow! So I finished. I graduated my junior year mm. um, because I dropped out of public school and finished at home. Right. Well. Technically, it's called correspondence school because um, gotcha. my mom was working. So it was just reading and taking tests. Which, you know, um, it's amazing how much of that you can cram into this, you know, <laughs> into, yeah, into a yeah. semester. It was, and honestly, like, I, after that year, I was like, why didn't I do this my whole childhood? <laughs> I, I never, yeah, I never That's cared. Thing. <laughs> I never liked the social aspect of school that much. Like, mm. I mean, it wasn't like I was, you know, really bullied or anything like that. I just, like, didn't care. You know, well, it's like, that's so a I, whole other level of time management and organization. People who homeschool, it, that is, sure. you mm -hmm. have to really be called to do that. That's, that's real. That takes a completely different mindset. It, honestly, I always knew I couldn't, that that was not something I would be able to do. And, but yet I feel like we've all been forced to do it because of COVID yeah. in some way or another, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, that's really a hard 
to do. So were did you really learn that during your time when you were at home? And and other than the fact that you were using your knowledge about fear as a counterbalance, do you have an actual system that you use to keep yourself organized? Ooh, calendars or lists. Yeah, actually that's about <laughs> as deep as it goes. Yeah, lists were lists were really big. I mean, my biggest thing was so for like when I was doing homeschooling, um, I figured out, okay, this is, I need to have everything done by June or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so these are the courses I need to finish. These are how many pages are in each of the books of the course, um, of all the courses. Um, and so then I would <laughs> calculate how many pages I need to read a day or how many mm-hmm. chapters I needed to do, um, in order to, you know, finish. Right. So that's kind of like, and that's what I did in college too. Like when I'd have a paper, if it was like a 10 page paper, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to write one page today. Um, I have a week. So what is that? Like I went to art school. So math is not my, you know, my thing. So <laughs> however many pages I had, I would divvy it up per day. Right. And that, then you also feel really good if you do more one day. You know? Right. Oh yeah. Um, no, I totally and then you keep that. going and finish that day. You know, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> No, I, I yeah, totally I just, get what you mean. I, I think a lot of it for me is just straight anxiety. Like mm. I'm nervous about finishing things. So I'm sorry, I keep rocking back and forth. Are you I'm fine? Ner- I, yeah, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> sitting still is difficult. Oh, no. Um, I, 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 absolu- <laughs> I absolutely understand. <laughs> I'm rocking back and forth too. I mean, I, 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 I constantly am moving, I think. Yeah, I, I annoy people with all my like tapping oh. and <laughs> Stuff and well, I'd much rather have you rocking than tapping for the podcast. Okay, All right, I'll do that. <laughs> I can't promise that I won't, but I will. I'll try my best. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm always really nervous about not being able to finish things. Mm. So I think that that drives me into okay. Well, I got to get this done, and then, which probably isn't the healthiest way to go about some stuff. But um, having lists, um, mm. like so, there was a period right actually like a year before COVID. I had, um, I was teaching for like six years. And so I was like, I need to be done for a while. I was also working two other jobs. So I was basically working seven, I was working seven days a week mm-hmm. and for a long time. And um, I ended up quitting and just, I had savings and I was, I was staying at my parents' house. So I ended up quitting and just being like, just taking a break and figuring out what I wanted to do next. Um, sure. And so I, I had a ton of time on my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept a few gigs. So like I had like one or two gigs a week. Yeah. Um, and we were still touring, but, um, outside of that, uh, you know, I didn't have, I didn't really have anything else going on. So I, I would write lists every morning of, okay, this is what I would like to get done today. You know, and none of it was like super pressing. Like I didn't have things due or, you know, like I, right. you know, so I, basically everything was somehow artistic or music related. Um, yeah. and just trying to get better at different things. Nice. Um, but I think, and this is something I'm still learning, but part of time management, type management for me is allowing myself time to not do anything. And oh, yeah. I don't, I'm not good at that. And so well, I always have to kind of be doing something. And then the problem is yeah. when I don't do inevitably there will be times that I end up like sitting on the couch doing nothing for, you know, 30 right. minutes or whatever. Yeah. I feel guilty about that and I don't enjoy it. And then that makes, <laughs> that makes other, 
you know, segments of my life a little more miserable because I didn't in- enjoy that those 30 minutes or whatever. Or, yeah, actually, so you feel guilty about relaxing. Well, oh, but yeah. it's not it's not just relaxing though. And I know the exact phenomena he's talking about. It's it's the whole th- I, I like to think about it like your brain needs downtime, like you need negative yeah. space to an extent. Sure. Especially for creative stuff. Because if you're always going and you don't have any time for stuff to kind of gestate and you know chill yeah. out, then you'll just end up burning yourself out and you won't have any you'll you won't have a well to draw from. And the other right. thing is that if you don't give yourself room to breathe, then your brain will just take time. If you don't allow time for it, it'll just take right. it when it's inconvenient. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah. Oh, I hate that so much. Yeah. <laughs> just be I like, wait, wait, why have I been staring at Reddit on my phone for the last half hour? Oh no, <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. Exactly, yeah. I didn't even I, like I didn't even this. Know anything I just read. Yeah, nor do I care. <laughs> How has your time management and your um, anxiety and the things that you just talked about? How was that affected by COVID? So I, th- I mean, I actually started a new job during COVID. So, <laughs> so my life kind of flipped the other way. Um, but it's been really weird uh, not having shows or you know um, even you know regular you know practices with bands and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've wound up with all of this time that I would normally have designated to something, you know, concrete, just kind of open. And right. so, yeah, like everyone. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, for me, it's been a lot of thinking like, okay, what are there specific things that I really want to do? Right, and yeah. if I don't have those, I find it's much harder for me to do things. And, and I guess they don't have to be, you know, they can be sort of abstract. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, there's this, um, like, I guess, kind of classical composition that I'm, uh, it's called Composition for Guitar. It's by uh, a modern classical composer named Milton Babbitt. Hmm. It is the most bonkers, ridiculous, <laughs> uh, <laughs> difficult piece of music I've ever tried to learn. Wow. Um, and yeah, so I'm going, I'm seriously going line by line. I want to get it done before my next birthday. And I realized, okay, that's like however many months, you know, eight months, 10 months away. Wait, it's more something like that. Um, Time is also just (laughs) gone out, right? I know what you mean. Um, It's like, it's it's a lost year for sure. I have. Yeah. Um, Even knowing what day of the week it is, is difficult. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So I'm going line by line every day. I'll pick nice. out a new line. Some days I'll do two. Um, just, just because I've realized I had, I had bought the score like two years ago and I never, I had learned like a page. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and it's very daunting. It's extremely daunting. Oh yeah. And it's like eight minutes long and it, there, it just never lets up too. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not easy listening. Oh no. Um, I, I know. I think I know the exact sort of piece you're talking about. Yeah, especially, I mean, there's a solid reason I don't learn classical music anymore. <laughs> it is not it is, time investment. Oh, yeah. It is yeah. not for the faint of heart, and it's not easy. And it just, yeah. but I mean, if you put in consistent effort and just keep beating your head into it, eventually you get through it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's I mean, that's, 
it's hard to see the end of it, right? But like giving myself something concrete like that, uh, oh, like one sure. line a day is super oh, yeah. helpful because then I don't feel, I don't feel the fear and uh, burden of like, oh my God, I have this huge eight page score in front of me. Yeah. How do I even start this? Right. So I, I, for me, a lot of thing is a lot of it is just breaking things down into smaller bits and trying to tackle those little things on a constant basis Ooh, rather so- than just busting into this huge thing. Oh yeah. No, and I, I like that as a, as a perception because I think that, I mean, although time, the time management is an important aspect of that, the more important aspect is probably, I guess, your perception of the challenges that you have to go and complete in that time. Yeah. Because, yeah, because if you think something's like this giant mountain you need to climb up, then it's, you know, well, I can't get that done in a day. And then, right. you know, it freaks your right. brain out. Yep. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think that's like the majority of time management right there is, Oh yeah. It's how you perceive it. Yeah. And yeah. planning. The planning's important. Planning is important. Yeah. Yeah. We, and a, a large amount of discipline, I feel, because you can make all the lists yeah. you want and they sure. can sit there and look at you all day long. And if you don't do it, <laughs> then the lists don't really matter. So it, it you've got to stay motivated. Sure. I would think, yeah. right? Although, from the sounds of it, I, I feel, Derek, I feel like you, you've had, you've had like enough discipline from day one. I feel like I kind of was born with that, but yeah. I, but, I, but I think it's I think a lot of it really just relates to like anxiety. Like I've also had panic attacks as, for as long like as a toddler, as long as I can remember. You know, like yeah. Um, so I think I've, I think pretty much my whole existence just runs off of total fear. And panic, <laughs> you know? Oh my god! And, and, but, well, and that and that comes it, com- it comes through in the music. <laughs> yeah. That's it, yeah. Um, but one yeah, thing though that I've, true. that makes I've, a lot of sense now <laughs> I started thinking about in my like mid 20s was mm. and I got kind of obsessive with this for a while but I started viewing everything like as if I was looking at it from my deathbed and like Ooh. how wow. how will I feel about this you know because yeah there are days when you don't do everything on your list mm-hmm. and does it really matter probably not you know, like, so that was, it sounds really morbid, but it was super helpful for me to be oh, like, yeah. well, I really care if I didn't nick this one list off my, uh, or one item off my list, you know, um, well, or sure. spend time with my, my brother or something. I don't know. You know, like, right. there's just, life isn't really a regimented thing. Right. So it's, I think it's really helpful to be able to learn how to go with the bends. Ooh, oh, yeah. we're getting existential now. Oh, for sure. I like it. <laughs> well, and I, and I dig, and I, and I like that a lot because I, I mean, that's, I feel like that's just something that you, it's one of those fun, like mental tricks to go and be able to zoom in and out your perspective accordingly. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, if you, if, if this is the end all be all of like, I guess being able to weight things correctly or at least yeah. at what, <laughs> whatever works for the situation. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, my immediate reaction is everything is super heavy all the time. <laughs> so, right. no, it, I know what you it's mean. It's been yeah. very helpful to be able to navigate away from that and see that that's just not the case. Ooh. Right. Yeah. And, and especially like that, that, that heaviness. That's, uh, you strike me as kind of a perfectionist. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Perfectionism. Oh, go yeah. ahead. Oh, no. I was, I was just going to say um, so when you're, when you're recording stuff, 
how have you ever kind of gotten into the weeds of recording like into a quagmire and ended up kind of mixing yourself into a hole where you just oh, like yeah. you're just tweaking a mix for <laughs> months or something like that yep all the time, <laughs> all the time. yeah I think everyone has done that to some yeah, degree probably yeah no oh. matter what artistry it is i feel it's music here but <laughs> there's times when you're you're just just doing too much and you're just spiraling with like whatever piece of art or whatever it is. And you sometimes you need to just take a step back. And one thing that made me feel a lot better about, you know, whenever I get into those things is, um, see, uh, the, the guy behind, uh, the producer for Pomplamoose, the CEO of Patreon, that mm. guy, yeah. he, he had a YouTube video where he was describing just some of his most obtuse failures. And one of them was that he spent like six solid months working on a kick drum sample. Oh my god! Just to because because Skrillex had just come out and he's like, I don't know how to make a kick drum, and yeah, yeah so he just he was freaking out, and he's like, Yeah, that was all time wasted. <laughs> I would argue that it's not, but <laughs> well, if he burned himself out on going and like getting a, like that obsessive, then sure, yeah. oh, so absolutely. I feel like that's easy to do when you're a creative for some reason. I feel it's easy to spin off into a, a direction that puts you into a hole and you're just spinning inside that hole because you want to master it or you want to control it or you want to, to do whatever it is that you have in your head. And you just realize, wait a second, I just, I just wasted three hours doing this crap and, or more. And I'm not, I'm I'm either not going to use it to the same ability that somebody else would use it if they were doing this like for a living. Right. So, I mean, it's just so easy <laughs> to spin off. Yeah. How do you prevent, how do you, how do you stop yourself from spinning off into that? Especially when you've got so many things to manage. Spiraling. Spiral. That's a good question. Um, I don't know that I've totally mastered that, <laughs> um, but I feel, I, I, I feel like in the last year, maybe year and a half, I've gotten a little bit better of a grip on it. And I think part mm -hmm. of it is like, is honestly like looking at things, trying to look at things from a bigger perspective. Yeah. Like when we were mixing um, this album that we have coming out in the summer, um, there were definitely things that I was like, I don't know how I feel about this or whatever, but it's sort of like a rough kind of, album anyway so it made sense to leave it yeah um but it was very uncomfortable there's lots of like little mistakes that we left in or decided to leave in and in, in things mm. um and some of it, some of it was just giving myself like a deadline yeah. yeah and just being like if i can't decide by this point i probably won't I've gotta move on yeah because <laughs> yeah. there's i mean like i, I don't even this probably doesn't um go for it it's probably not like a a real quote, but like, uh, what is it that people say? Like the first thing you do is probably the right thing. Oh yeah. 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 Your first, well, of course <laughs> I've also seen that one backfire. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, it's not always, <laughs> not true. always. Not always true. Yeah. There, there was I the, feel like your inclination. Yeah. Right? yeah. So like I, when I'm dealing with something like that and I'm kind of spiraling, I try to think about, okay, like, well, what, what am I going for? Right. And how can I achieve that? Is this achieving it? If not, why isn't it? Yeah, and actually, what can I do to change that? 
I, I feel I feel like that's that's kind of the heart of it because it's that whole um, it's the idea of trying to make it perfect. But if you don't know what you're shooting for, you yeah. aren't going to be able to get there in any good amount of time. Yeah, right. or at all. Yeah, yeah. right. Or at all, right. It's like I want it to sound like that. Does it? Yes or no? And it's it's a real easy thing then. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really tricky. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I ever. F- there's been very few times that I've ever felt like I've gotten to exactly where I wanted to go. But I think that's just part of making stuff is yeah. you, you might, unless you're making, especially if you're doing something sort of experimental, you're mm. when there's not necessarily like a blueprint for what you're doing, you're just kind of always like fumbling in the dark. Right. And that's, that's sort of exciting to me. Um, oh yeah. And I feel like in many ways, my whole life has just been like that. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I think that's a good summation of just kind of life in general. So oh, yeah. that's, sure. I think that might be kind of why I'm, why I'm drawn to that. But. Well, because it's, it's the kind of the frayed and ragged edges of our perception of things. Sure. Actually, yeah. And that's one of my favorite parts about just avant music and art in general is that it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's emotions that don't necessarily have a word for them yet, you know? Yeah, it's, sure. it's thing, things on the very edge of the periphery of human experience that you know no one no one really wants to talk about or acknowledge you know yeah. where you get like 12 tone music and chance compositions and just incredibly dissonant things yeah i mean that's i i, I think also just yeah things like you like what you said like things people don't want to talk about or address right um, or like uh, one of the best examples i ever uh, heard of that it was i was in college and they were going and we were in the avant music thing and they were uh, one of my my professors he was talking about this 12 tone piece we were listening to and he he was saying that this is a love song you listen to the lyrics you listen to what's there it's a love song it just is but it's just a really dissonant and upsetting love song because <laughs> love also love is not all fluffy bunnies it's not all what hollywood love wants hurts. it to be <laughs> yeah. well not only does it hurt like sometimes you can love someone to the point of madness it can yeah. get a little hairy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this is the stuff of reality TV, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Don't compare avant-garde music to reality TV. <laughs> oh, oh that I'm sorry. Did I do something wrong? <laughs> that kind of is, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, man. Okay, well, hey. So circling right back to time management, self-care and prioritizing self-care. Hmm. Yeah, that's, I think I kind of had to figure that out just because of like my issues with mental health and stuff, because if I don't, I just, I can't function, you know, things do spiral and I'm just, (laughs) you know, (laughs) uh, nothing's happening, you know? Right. Um, I I know what you mean. But, uh, I was going to say, like, what's your, what's your regimen? Like, what are, what are things, what are bases you have to hit like every day? Every day, yeah. Um, I mean, some of th- some of them are very very small. Like, uh, I I need to make sure I eat. You know, <laughs> do you ever not eat? Do you oh, ever yeah. like go yeah. long spans of time? And not like, like long spans, nah, but like I'll definitely miss a meal. Yeah, and, and be like, oh. And then your body, <laughs> your body's like, okay, you're gonna pay for it now. Yeah, you, yeah. You just have no energy and stuff. Or sometimes I feel like I have more energy when I when I don't eat, you know, I, I missed lunch oh, yeah. or something and your I, I adrenaline kind of, kicks yeah, in and probably. tries to save you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Interesting. <laughs> uh, I work out every day. Um, I try to practice 
something musical. I mean, like, there's, like, all the technical things I practice every day, typically. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't usually, I don't spend a whole lot of time on that normally, unless it's, you know, something new I'm working on. Mm -hmm. Um, and then usually the rest of the, the goals are all like compositional goals. Mm. Like, so just basically making time to write stuff. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that is being creative or, um, making things I think is like a, is a skill you need to practice or you, yeah, absolutely. And you have to set aside time to do it. Otherwise it won't happen. Otherwise it won't happen. And then you won't grow either because you'll miss out on mistakes. You'll miss out on experiences that only happen when you set aside that time to do it. So yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally get that. Yeah, that's, that is absolutely a thing. I'm, I'm really, I, I, I've taken it as a, uh, a habit I've started recently of going and whenever I have some downtime, and can do it. I'll just go and uh, you, you know the OPZ synthesizer, mm. uh, Teenage Engineering. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got I have one of those, and I can oh, just yeah. go and I can just go and sit down in my bedroom with my little uh, Korg Nano key and oh, just I can, nice. I can I can I can hammer that. out like a uh, I can hammer out a solid eight or sixteen bars of something, and I'll just go and just quick whip that out and say cool next, and then so over the over the course of the week though I'll fill at least ten of these different loops. Oh, cool. And so I'm using all of those for this project thing I'm starting. But it's like all of those are individual seeds that I can just get on the fly. Yeah. And especially if they're short and I don't have to use them, you know, making it feel more disposable actually opens up my creativity sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Because I don't care about it being good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. And so um, that's a big thing that I've had to learn and I'm still learning and working on is like not, I know that not everything I make is going to be good. Or uh, maybe most things, probably most things. But I know that a lot of things that I don't like, or a lot of things that I make, I won't like. You know, or I right, won't right, like. sure. But so many of them, um, I have found use for in other projects. Um, a lot yeah. of my stuff, like, involves like sample manipulation and mm-hmm. you know, like just messing around with you know, uh, already recorded audio, field recordings, and things. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have any of those if I didn't spend those four hours making something that I really don't care about, you know? Right. Um, but I also, I just remembered this, Ryan, like years ago you did, I don't know how long you did it for, but you were writing a song a day. Yeah. And putting it on SoundCloud. Like, sure I think that was, cool. that was, I mean, probably like 2012 or something like that. I did. I, I did it twice. The first time went way better. <laughs> <laughs> How long did you do that for? So the first one was ninety eight days. Whoa! I didn't know it was that long. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the second, but the second one was more. I think it was like a hundred and two. I, I wanted to choose really upsetting numbers. Um, but yeah. So, but but the the problem. So the first one I did in the middle of college, and that was kind of to go and like. I don't know, prove to myself that I could, you know, be that, like I could just do that sort of, at least have that sort of discipline and commitment, I think mostly. And so then I would be somehow that would make myself take myself seriously. Um, But it did work. But the nice thing is it just like supercharged my songwriting after that. Yeah. However, the second time I I tried to do that again after I, so I did the first time in the middle of college and the second time was right after I graduated. And that was the way harder one because I'd already proven to myself that I could do it. So all of the, all of the spite and guile wasn't there anymore. (laughs) I was like, well, I know I can do it. I'm just 
I'm just really tired tonight. I don't <laughs> Well, because the first time I'd be like, well, I got get home from this party at one in the morning, but I got to do a thing. So guess who's staying up till three? Oh, and, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, but what, what, what were you you're getting well, to? I, was, I, just th- I just thought that I remember um, Ryan telling me about that. And just being really impressed and like checking uh-huh. some of them out and being like, and like, I remember some of them were like totally different genres and stuff that you. Oh, different Ryan really you're right. speaking of. Different Ryan, different Ryan, sorry. Yeah, other Ryan, yeah. Other Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and so like, I, I, I don't think I'd ever really thought about doing that before. I don't think I'd ever really thought about, you know, trying to write something every day. Um, I just kind of did. Um, maybe not every day, but I just would always write stuff. And so oh, yeah. I think that kind of pushed me in different ways to start. Um, basically, after Lower Automation started, that's a much more like pure like kind of rock band. Like, oh, yeah. There's not a whole lot of electronics. There is, but not a whole lot of electronic stuff. Mm-hmm. After that started, like for like a year or two, I wasn't spending a whole lot of time working on like experimental electronic stuff, whatever. And so I... I I think it was a combination of that and I'm not really a Kanye fan at all, but I remember uh, he, he did that like make a beat a day thing. Yeah. That was like his yeah, philosophy. And so I think that converged with the thing you were doing. Yeah. Like in a couple years after that, I had decided to like start making stuff every day. Um, and a lot of it was just straight trash. Like, <laughs> nice. awful, awful garbage that I will never, you know, but I, I learned a whole lot. Like, a whole lot of tools that I use on many different types of things. Um, and I learned yeah. a whole lot about mixing that, Oh yeah. You know, I maybe thought I knew, but definitely didn't. Um, but no, I think that's, that's a, that's a really important thing being able to go and like, keep that, like basically keep going and hammering at a skill. The, yeah. Like for, for instance, that, that the first summer I did that project, I, that's how I overcame the, uh, the learning curve with logic. Oh, I basically, yeah, that, I learned, I mean, that's the best way to do it. Just dive in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, so, yeah, I just learned Logic 9 that way. And then I just knew, at least I could use it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's absolutely a thing. There's, I'm trying to think, there, there are some other things I was doing that were kind, that was kind of like, oh, drumming. I've been trying to do that with, uh, with drumming recently and trying to learn how to do oh, that. Oh, nice. Well, I mean, I already knew how to, but like trying to get good again. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Ooh. tough one to learn. Actually, do you have any do you have any skill sets or instruments that you used to play more but then have dropped? I mean, where where, where is your atrophy? <laughs> I definitely have a lot of that. Um, <laughs> I, I think um, the main one is piano. Um, really? I took piano lessons for a long time as a kid and into high school, and then I just kind of stopped. So I, I I mean I taught beginner piano a little bit here and there. Um, yeah. Cause I know enough to like, you know, Oh yeah. Finger I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, especially beginner stuff. piano. If you use a yeah. book, it's like, you don't even have to know how to play piano to do that. The piano book that's shows. Probably true. <laughs> yeah, That's probably true. Um, that's probably my biggest one. Um, like reading bass clef is just gone. <laughs> uh, I'm so slow at it. Uh, that's definitely my biggest one. No, I, I I know exactly what you mean. I I used to, I used to be a lot better at reading sheet music, and then I you know I left college, and so there's like not a whole lot of for it, depending on what kind of field you're working in. Right. You know, uh, any like the paid gigs I've had have all been like uh, numbers. 
you know, the, but there there are some some real notable examples of paid gigs that use sheet music, though. Yeah, specifically, I mean, if you're in a if you're in a symphony or an orchestra, but for most right. people, like those are hyper competitive jobs. Yeah, right. That a bunch of highly educated people are fighting over. Yeah, yes. um, but yeah. the uh, but no pit uh, pit orchestra gigs. Yeah, those too. Yeah, which I mean, not like there've been a lot of those recently, but <laughs> but I mean, but outside of pit orchestra gigs and maybe the uh, the off like sit like fill in for a jazz band thing it's not a bunch it's mostly it's mostly chord charts if anything yeah especially jazz you know oh yeah um, yeah especially on guitar yeah, that, well, yeah 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 I, i'm just thinking of guitar but uh well, and yeah no one expects guitar players to read sheet music in the first place yeah really yeah, i think a oh, lot of the, the, oh yeah the gigs i have Get people don't even here. would never think that i well, no, it's such a it's such a stereotype that guitar players are, I guess, I guess kind of ignorant to how to read sheet music or staff it, paper. It's yeah. not far off. Yeah, I don't really know many guitar players. I think that can read. No, I knew lots music. of guitar players. Oh, well, oh yeah, I, I know a lot music. of guitar players that can read as well. But the problem is that there's not the application for it, and also it's not yeah. a part of like the uh, you know the normal public school uh, like learning arc. There's not a band or an orchestra for guitar players. I mean, sure. I suppose if you're in something real swanky, you get a guitar ensemble, but that's weird. <laughs> yeah, I think that's more common. I have to right? think about yeah. that. Yeah. 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 But, you know, that's also why, you know, there's such there's also a fairly high dropout rate of the of uh, guitarists that go to college for guitar, because unless they had a real, real good private teacher beforehand, they are playing catch up the whole time. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. compared to other instruments. Oh, yeah. Like compared to your percussionists who had to have two years of piano before they even yep. got into the public school program. Yep. Yeah. And oh, definitely yeah. pianists. Definitely yeah. way behind pianists. Well, yeah. My um, father, yeah, yeah he, he's a jazz musician and he, he could, he knew all that stuff front and back and back and forth. He could play by ear. He could read anything and play it. And that's honestly the best way to do it is, is having the, like full control over both those skill sets. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. He, Oh yeah! If you could, if you have that, the world's your oyster. It was like water for him. So, <laughs> like drinking water is just something that he did naturally. Yeah. Wait, he drinks water. <laughs> Wait, you're supposed to do that? <laughs> like the stuff in yeah, the stuff you in get toilets? in trouble when you don't. Let me tell you. Well, not that stuff, Ryan. But you know, similar. <laughs> I was I was going down an idiocracy rabbit hole. Oh my gosh, the rabbit movie. hole. Yeah. So Derek, aren't you booking your own gigs and all that? And how do you how do you manage time doing that too? I mean, that's a that's, a, that's another list thing. That, oh my gosh. Yeah. So like in lower automation, <laughs> what what we've done in the past is right at the beginning of January, we have a sit down. Obviously not this year. And and yeah, this year is not yeah the usual. We uh we talk through. Okay, this is. These are the dates we want to do. This is probably where we want to go. Um, and uh, so we'll plan tour this month, maybe one month off, some other stuff, or like maybe uh, one part of the year we won't do any long tours. We'll just do a bunch of weekends kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we figure all of that out pretty loosely in January. Gotcha. And then I start booking stuff out about four months in advance. So... In January, we already need to be booking April stuff. Yeah. Um, really, it's just uh, I, I write down all the dates. Um, I write down, like, the city we're trying to go to, um, mm. which pretty much always changes. It's almost probably never 
in 10 years of touring, I don't think it ever was, <laughs> was the city that we intended to go to. <laughs> um, just kind of how it goes. Uh, and then unless, um, unless, you know, we chose that city cause we were offered a gig or we knew someone there or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, basically just writing down the dates, the cities we're going to go to. Um, yeah. And then checking things off when I have it, I write down people. I used to have a spreadsheet of all the people I knew in different areas that I could contact. And, mm. um, well, actually Brian has a question. Yes. Oh, he asks, how do you prioritize things Brian. when you make a list? <laughs> I know that. Um, <laughs> Brian, Brian Sutton is actually the bass player of lower automation. I think right? he is. Yep. Oh, nice. very good. And Hi, Brian. Former, Brian. former band member of the Ryan's. Yeah, he used to be in Fight oh. with Monsters. That's how yeah. we all met. Um, right? A long time ago. So Only wait, a year or two, it's fine. What was, what was that question again? <laughs> oh, how, basically, how do you prioritize things when you're making a list? Like, how do you go and like put things, certain things at the top or at the bottom? Man, that's a good question. Uh, well, because you could do it like you could do it with what's due first. But That's a you good know, idea. Of course, that's. I, I feel like that's kind of. A, it's a little bit of a flimsy metric because even though some things are due first, it behooves you to go and get other things done first. I don't know. Yeah, I think. I think I mostly have just gone by feel. Like, what feels like it's the most pressing. Yeah, and and probably that's like an emotional thing. Like, what feels <laughs> like I need to get done. Right. Right. Um, versus like what is actually coming up, you know, mm-hmm. next. Um, well, I'm sure that booking is different, right? Because you, you have set things that you have to get done when you're booking the band. So those immediate tasks would be, of course, at the top, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like immediate stuff is most likely going to be the, towards the top. Um, probably because that's what asking I'm How do you prioritize it though? How do you determine? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know that there's like a set in stone way for me. Well, I, I do, do like. That. I do like the emotional part of it though, because I feel like that's that's a large way of how we sort a lot of things. Is like, yeah. yeah, we have all the facts, but we're not sorting them like that. We're sorting them based on how they make us feel generally. Yeah, yeah interesting. Well, like that's how I sort because I'm a pretty organized person. I do I sort based on emotion? I don't know. Do you? I don't. Do that's I? weird. That's weird. Why would you? Why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to? I, I, I sort based on time. There's no rules. You. This is this is organization jazz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> organization jazz i love that I but love no that. i i know i totally do that there are some <laughs> things like i had to choose between okay do i go downstairs and do i do like the mix and possibly editing this show or do i go and finish the sound panels that are occupying my garage space and i finish the sound panels that were occupying my garage space because i and want that because back. that bothers you the most <laughs> exactly yeah oh okay and, wait a minute unless right but unless those sound panels have to be somewhere specifically, in which, which case they also did. <laughs> or unless the show has to be up by a certain time. So then it goes back true. to the priority of time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, that, I think that's, it's kind of a balance, like a yeah. sort of a game you, I, I play mm-hmm. um, yes. of like, Chicken, what do I feel really need to get done? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and, and honestly, like the way that I write lists is definitely, or the order of things that I write on the on lists is definitely not the order of. How you I skip them. around? Oh yeah, 
Oh, yes. so you're I a mean, skipper too. On yes. top of it. I don't, I don't, I think I definitely have tried going down the list, mm. but I think that stresses me out a little bit because like, like in college, I remember like, um, like if I had different assignments to do or whatever on top of booking, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. sometimes it would be like, all right, I'm really in the mood to finish this paper. Let's just go for it. You know? Yeah. And I, I would do that before all these other things on the list, you know? Right. It's, it's, it's whatever you're like kind of feeling at that moment. And there's also like different times of the day that certain things work best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, things that are really, you know, repetitive or don't require a lot of thought is really, I find that's really great after I eat something because then all the bloods in my stomach and digesting food and my brain's kind of, <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely feel like organization is a window into your mind. It's a window into someone's psyche almost like how they yeah. think, how they organize really. things, how they, how they deal with their day, how they prioritize. There's, there's something to be said with how one is organized, I think. No, I think so too. That it, it's kind of, or how someone's not organized. Or how someone's not organized. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I Man. get that too. That's okay. okay. So we're, we're running a little short on time, but I did have a couple questions that I was personally curious about. Like, uh, what does self-care look like on the road? Oh. Oh, man. So, <laughs> okay. well, for me, like, exercise is a huge one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really look like I exercise, but uh, <laughs> it's, I guess it's not totally why I do it. But right. Um, right. I, I bring a jump rope on tour. Oh, that's like, nice. Because yeah. we spend a lot of time at truck stops and gas stations, and it's like, oh, I'm just jump rope, you know? Oh, that's a good idea. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah, because you can put that anywhere. <laughs> I'm, just exactly. imagining you, yeah. I'm just imagining you jump roping at a truck stop with like a bright pink jump rope or something. Yeah. Uh, what color was it? They was do it make other jump ropes that yeah. are plastic pink ones. But none that are as much fun. That's true. <laughs> it's the, yeah. <laughs> the more colorful, the more fun you have. The more it makes jump. you want a jump rope. That's yeah. true. You yeah. connect to it emotionally. <laughs> I'm all about color, so I totally get that. I That's why you have to buy color. yourself fun office supplies. So you want to use them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, okay, Brian, so Brian also uh, brings, he has like a little cooler. And so we just pack that with like ice packs and vegetables. Nice. So we eat a lot of like raw vegetables on the road. Oh, nice. Um, just being careful what you eat is a big thing. Um, yeah. The sleep thing is not really in your control. So, because, uh, you know, we're just kind of sleeping wherever we get offered to. Sometimes DIY. Yeah. <laughs> so, you just make the most out of what you have. Um, yeah. It's not, it's definitely a, a, an adjustment and a learning process. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally feel that. Yeah, well, especially because sleep is so. <laughs> oh, Brian, Brian had another comment. <laughs> That's not true, but it's definitely a good contribution. <laughs> okay, well, so I think we're. I think we are reaching the end of our. We are reaching the end of our time slot. But I wanted to ask for those struggling, what are some overall philosophies, concepts, and tools that you found super useful for staying on top of all the plates that you're spinning? So my favorite one is like an old, I, I think it's like an old Zen saying or something, or, or 
story. Um, I don't remember all of it. And I read this like in middle school. So <laughs> bear with me, but um, I, there's like this dude staying with a monk and the dude's not doing his bowl, cleaning his bowl every day or something. And the monk tells him, well, don't clean it every day. Just do it today and then do it the next day and then do it the next day. So that kind of helped me mm. get, uh, get myself prepared for routines and staying disciplined. It's like, well, I don't, yeah, if I think about doing this every single day, I'm going to get stressed out. But if I just think about doing it today, right. that's, a very, that's a much simpler task to manage. Right. Yeah. No, that's my favorite one. That makes I think about that all the time. Yeah. That's all a about good that. Oh, I was going to say, it's all about that flexible perspective. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, even when you're being, when you're being over, uh, being a perfectionist, perfectionist and being overcritical, you zoom your perspective out. But then when you get overwhelmed with, you know, all the things you have to do, you zoom it in. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Well, I got to say thank you to our listeners and everyone who participated in our show today which is mostly Brian. Uh, thank you again to Derek Allen for being our guest today. And Derek, where would you like our listeners to find you? What are you working on? Um, well, Lower Automation has a new album coming out. So you can um, hashtag Lower Automation, not hashtag, the at sign. Lower Automation yeah. is our handle. Um, and then Formance Music. This is the other handle for my solo project. Nice. Excellent. Well, cool. and- do you have a website you want to? Yeah, so my website is mostly just like my engineering stuff, um, DerekAllenMusic.com, um, and you can get in contact with me there. Um, yeah, that's about it, though. Nice. Excellent. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. We, I, it was such a pleasure talking with you. And yeah, thank you too. Thank you. And thank you for everyone who joined us today in watching How Do Artists Livestream podcast. And on behalf of myself and Ryan Caldwell, we would like to say so long until next week, same time, same place, bring your questions and your curiosity, and we'll see you then. How Do Artists is a live stream podcast hosted and produced by Ryan Caldwell and Carlana Pedersen. Our theme song, How to Live by Bird Garden featuring Rodgers and Cooper was written by Ryan Cooper, Anna Rogers, and Ryan Caldwell. The How Do Artists logo, illustrations, and art design were created by Carlana Pedersen. Tune into our live streams and stay up to date by following us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For more information about Ryan Caldwell, visit ryancaldwellmusic.com. And for more information about Carlana Pedersen, visit carlana.com. Tune in next time, and thanks for listening.